Do you know anyone with a birthday? Get them some custom art at artofericpabone.com. Want to impress your significant other on your anniversary? Skip the wilted flowers in the dirty CVS teddy bear. Commission a custom family portrait at artofericbabone.com. Maybe you're just like me and you like unique pieces of art, celebrating your favorite films, comics, and pop culture. Head to artofericbabone.com and shop till you drop. And don't forget, MOTCU listeners get special discounted pricing on all custom art. Don't pay some cookie-cutter bullshit from Hobby Lobby. I'm pretty sure child labor was involved in that painting of a cow you just had to have. Be a hero and support local art at artofericpabone.com. It's all been leading up to this because this is the thing about this movie that people either love or hate. Um, I get the feeling that you all hate it. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. I, Look, I didn't dig it when I saw it in a the theater. I'll right? I, I I didn't dig these guys because, yeah, I just because it, it, it was not believable. Again, I, I've talked in the past about the ability, especially for us older folks, to more easily suspend disbelief. Okay, when it comes to things that happen in movies, just because it's you know we again we couldn't back in the day analyze frame by frame these movies so when you went to the theater you suspended disbelief whatever went on you just were absorbed by it whether it was you know red boxes around tie fighters and x-wings and in the first one things like that but this bothered me because they so clearly looked like little people in really badly sewn suits yeah and um i I talked about how it's or i haven't mentioned that re-watching this movie today it, it it's funny. It's the opposite that, that RJ mentioned. You know, it's been a while since I've seen this. You know, I used to watch it all the time, but, you know, things change and whatever. I watch it today, and I, I, I regained my appreciation for the movie because everything around the Ewoks is really, really cool and well done. The story, the dialogue, everything about it is so cool. But the Ewoks knock it down a couple of pegs for me. But I still i have I've regained that appreciation for this movie by okay. rewatching it today. So I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with it until I take into account George Lucas's intention with the Ewoks. Yeah. Now there's a book, um I forget what it's called. Oh, it's something like How Star Wars Took Over the Universe or something like that. And it's just a a book about like the backstory about like the importance important of Star Wars and just like overall like how these movies were developed, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, before he started A New Hope, he was supposed to direct Apocalypse Now. Because he had George Lucas had a Thank fascination a fascination with the Viet Cong. Yeah. And so this is his tribute to that. Like he 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 basically wanted to be, the Ewoks to be the underpowered etc cetera, etc cetera, Viet Cong of the Star Wars universe. You kind of you took I, it a little too far, George. Well, listen, RJ, I'm going to I'm going to rocket through the next couple of scenes to get to the scene that won me over with the Ewoks. Okay. And if I can get you back it's going to be here or it's not going to happen. Okay. 
So it's like, I'm trying to hit a home run right now. Okay. I'm going to try to use the most hated part of this movie to get you back. Go for it. All right. So real quick, um, Leia meets this Ewok and, you know, it's a meat cute and it's, it is what it is. Um, he ends up taking her back to the village off screen. The rest of our crew is captured by the Ewoks. Um, they're also taken back to the village, but as prisoners. Um, but they see C-3PO and view him as a god, like as some sort of deity. So they want to use that to their advantage. Um, we get to a point in the movie where they kind of get themselves out of the situation of being eaten by these creatures and everything's cool. And 3PO is there telling the Ewoks, and again, you got to keep in mind, these were going to be Wookiees originally. Um, they changed them to these little people in, in costumes and they appear very childlike. And I feel like that's important for this next part. So 3PO basically tells them their history, you know, everything that they've been through, uh, up to this point, but like in a real way, like in a meta way, it's just telling them the story of star Wars, like from the beginning. And he's, he's explaining this story in the way that you would to a child, like a bedtime story with sound effects. And, you know, they, you cut to shots of these Ewoks and they're very affected by it, man. Like they're invested. Um, they're captivated. They're thrilled. They're afraid. And ultimately they decide that after hearing like the highs and lows, like these victories and failures, they're all in, like they're completely invested in what they just heard. And they're going to fight for um what it meant to him to hear like these people trying to do the right thing against fucking impossible odds like you're talking about facing down this giant oppressive system and it's a guy like they say with a, a laser sword so they hear all this and they're in and 3po says to that wonderful like we are now part of the tribe right and for me, and maybe I'm looking too deep into this, or maybe there was a little too much THC involved. Um, <laughs> ultimately, we're the Ewoks. Like, we are the ones who have been captivated by what on the surface is a silly fucking story, but it means something profound to us. Like, we are that invested in Star Wars as a story. And so I went from seeing the Ewoks as kind of like a a silly attempt to make a toy or to appeal, you know, to, to kids as like a really relatable layer of this movie. Okay. RJ. Okay. I appreciate the story, but I can't in good conscience let you win. So <laughs> I'm just going to say just cause it's meta doesn't make it good. Okay. But also, Oh, but wait, there's more. They Go ate ahead. those fucking stormtroopers, bro. Yes, yes, they do. They do. I'll just end with that. Yeah, no, no, they're fucking crazy cannibals. But, well, it's not technically a cannibal now, is it? Because nope. it's a different species. Huh? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, they I gave you the most impassioned speech I could, and if you're not in, then no, I, there's they, nothing more I can do. They... They were no, there I, to make toys. 
<laughs> we were there to make toys for the kids. I'm sorry. I think uh, I dig your speech, but nah, Luke isn't that deep. Yeah, he's nah, he's not that deep. I, I, I didn't. Said. I didn't want to watch survivalist Care Bears. <laughs> hey, don't shit on the Care Bears. Well, that's then I guess it was good the THC. Yeah, I don't know. The Care Bears are yeah. way better than the Ewoks, honestly. Way better. But you know, hey, kudos, kudos to Warwick Davis, right? So he he is he's an actor that's been that is entwined in all of our lives for decades now. That this was his first movie. He was 11 years old when they filmed yeah. this. Yeah. You know, you know who he hates more than anybody in the world? Who? Peter Dinklage for stealing every fucking role he'll ever get from now on. Uh, he's done all right for himself. Warwick Davis has done quite all right for himself. Um, they're actually doing a they're doing a Willow TV series right now. Oh, nice. Yes. So he's doing quite all right for himself. But this was his first role as Wicket. Um, Carrie Fisher turned into his mother slash protector um, during filming. She was so worried about him because he was so young. Um, she would bring him. He hung out with uh, Kenny Baker. I don't know. Who knows? He might. He, he certainly. I'm sure he got some pointers from the guy. Uh, but she would bring him milk and chocolate, uh, chocolate milk and cookies, in between takes to keep him, you know, up and happy, and and just treated him really, really well. He and he's to this day just speaks fondly, so fondly about Carrie Fisher just being there for him and making his first role cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. But otherwise, the Ewoks suck. <laughs> the Ewoks right. do suck. Look, I didn't yeah. smoke that much weed. Uh, no, I understand. Look, I get it. I get it. All right. Hey, Joe, well, you know, you know, you know who Eric sounds like. Who? He sounds like Todd trying to defend Sergeant Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you, Todd. Oh, from oh, Todd. Oh, 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 I love oh. you, Todd. But yeah. Oh, that was so fucking good, Doug. <laughs> get him. Yeah, except yeah. the only difference is my argument is sound and, and Todd's, and I'm sorry. Nah, Todd swayed, Todd swayed me a bit. Uh, granted, I gave the movie a 2.2, but I understood Todd's passion about that flick. We're not going to digress into that, but I understood his passion about it, and I understand your passion about this. I totally get it. Again, I, I have, a, I have a, a refound admiration for this movie after watching it again for the show. I have more for this, what you would call attraction. <laughs> 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 All right, so yeah. Joe, uh, for the second time in this film, someone has a feeling about what's going on. If you want to hit uh, that clip for me. Yeah. They definitely do. I have a really bad feeling about this. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, oh, and by the me, way, me sorry, really quickly, when Han, when Han is on the spit, <laughs> he's trying to blow out the, the fire. It's hysterical. It's, yeah. it, is, it is so Harrison Ford. He's going, <laughs> trying to blow out these big torches. <laughs> I loved it absolutely. Yeah, that's that's great, man. That that felt very like Indiana Jones, you know. Oh, it was it's it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know he did that, you know. So, all right. So if we're moving away from Ewoks, um, like I said, we're we're now part of the tribe, um, whatever that means to you. So. Luke knows that he has to leave them and confront his father. It's something that he was told by Yoda. He knows he's endangering the mission by being with them. So he's got to he's got to go up there and do what he's got to do. Um, and I know we have a little bit of movie left, and and we're running pretty long. So I'll try to, you know, be expedient here. But he has a a talk with 
Leia before he leaves and, and kind of spills the beans on who she is to him. And she says that she's kind of known all along somewhere, you know, deep inside. Yeah, she's like, remember that kiss? Not, it was, it not was, all, not like all a, along. But. <laughs> from uh, after the second, like, tongue kiss, she had a feeling. Deep. Yeah, exactly. We're talking like job my brother. She, yeah. Exactly. She had a Marty McFly feeling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, 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 she felt it deep, like Jabba oh. deep. There we right. go. <laughs> she's like, I actually prefer Jabba. Oh Jesus! I mean, with a tongue like that, I'm sure he can kiss, he French kiss like a motherfucker. To quote some movie, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes. from now on, anything I say is a quote from some movie for sure. For sure. Yeah. This is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 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 it's. it's I, I'm like ninety seven percent sure it's from a Kevin Smith. This is like a um like a uh, uh what's it called South Park. The Simpsons already did it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I got to take a step back real quick. I'm a huge Mad Max fan. Love all the Mad Max movies. Um, but George Miller in in Beyond Thunderdome, he stole the CPO storytelling scene like so blatantly. Oh yeah, yeah. In Beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> when the kids were retelling the story of the pocket clips uh, to Max, <laughs> it is such a fucking direct ripoff. Maybe it's an homage. I'll give George Miller credit because i love him so much it was an homage to c3po storytelling to the, to the ewok community so anyway go ahead i would buy that yeah yeah all right so uh luke gives himself over to uh the dark forces here so that he can confront his father and we find out in that conversation with leia um he feels like there's still something there like something he can connect to that's good and that's kind of become his mission is not necessarily kill this guy because he told Yoda, I can't do that, man. I can't kill my father. He thinks he can save him. And yep. uh, it's such a huge, like important part of his character arc. Like he has such inherent goodness that um, he sees the best in even the worst of us. Right. So um, he reunites with Vader and Joe, if you want to hit that clip for me, we have a as close as we get until the end as a father-son heart-to-heart. The Emperor has been expecting you. I know, Father. So, you have accepted the truth. I've accepted the truth that you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father. That name no longer has any meaning for me. It is the name of your true self you've only forgotten. I know there is good in you. The Emperor hasn't driven it from you fully. That was why you couldn't destroy me. That's why you won't bring me to your Emperor now. I see you have constructed a new lightsaber. Your skills are complete. Indeed, you are powerful, as the Emperor has foreseen. Come with me. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. I will not turn. 
and you'll be forced to kill me. If that is your destiny... Suit your feelings, father. You can't do this. I feel the conflict within you. Let go of your hate. It is too late for me, son. The Emperor will show you the true nature of the Force. He is your master now. Then my father is truly dead. Alright, so I know that was a long clip, but uh, it seemed very important to, to play all of it because that's the most vulnerable Vader's ever been in these movies. Just to say, like, look, I'm going to level with you here. It's too late for me. Like, I, I hear what you're trying to do, and on some level I appreciate it, but it's just not going to happen. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm too distracted by Doug's post. Man, yeah. she's got a great ass. <laughs> Doug just distracted all she's of us. She's got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just a little behind the scenes. Um, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> as you guys may know, Doug and um, and RJ and myself have another podcast called Just Surprise Me. And we have a Patreon group on there. And one of the longtime running jokes is that Doug almost slept with Brooke Shields until he got cockblocked by her mom. Um, so Doug just sent an article over about how Brooke Shields at 55 today went na- naked for Earth Day. No, right, and she posted it and posted it on Instagram. Yeah, and posted it on Instagram. And and it's just I'm, a, I'm oh. in heaven. That is a that is a nice ass. That's a nice yeah. ass. Well, yeah. All right, guys. Yes. Lord. So anyway, sorry. I'm no, sorry no. for you, Doug. I that was hysterical. Bad. This is breaking news, guys. I'm not, so I'm sorry. not listening to the clip. I'm the posting that. These guys are and, just and the emotional, like the emotional, like like pleas from Eric over here about you know fatherhood <laughs> and everything, and we just now we're talking about Brooke Shields' ass. But no, unfortunately, they put the sun on the wrong side of the photo. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's very artfully done. They they did it. They did a nice job, but the shape is there. And anyway, so Eric, yeah, I I dug this because Badass. I dug. I, dug, I bet you dug it. There you go. <laughs> I dug Luke's approach to this. He 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 wasn't one hundred percent right in, in in what he was saying, but he played this cool as a cucumber. I mean, he schooled his dad. In this in this speech, in my eyes. Yeah, and I want. Sorry, actually... now I'm I'm looking at the picture. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus continue. No, yeah. Okay, so I do want to. I, I I have a problem with with this scene. Not really. It's it's a great scene, but again, it goes back to what I consider what is considered canon, and. That's the problem for me is if it's canon Sith, right? Then he's already denounced his name as Anakin unless he uses as an alias, which he clearly doesn't. That's not what they do. Um, That's not a Palpatine kind of thing. Therefore, 
like in new canon like he literally goes oh yes it's you know when he speaks about ahsoka it's anakin skywalker's former apprentice etc etc right yeah, but in 1983, this was canon. This was the only canon. I, I know, but that's so. my problem with these overall Disney and just trying to make a universe out of this. It just gets so messy so quickly. It does. I don't it, disagree. You, but. You, have to, you have to allow for some, like, take it out from under the microscope and kind of just look at the what bigger it, picture. What, what did I call it earlier? Suspend disbelief. Yeah, man. It should like, be easier to suspend disbelief and just roll with it and enjoy it. Man. Bathe in it, RJ. Bathe in it. <laughs> you know, I'm trying, Doug. I'm I'm trying real right. hard. Like, don't get so caught up in the minutia. Like, ultimately, this is a really simple story about fucking yes. redemption, right? Exactly. And, you know, you can bog it down with, like, you know... EU stuff and well they said this and that but that contradicts this and that it's not the bible man you know what I mean like it's just yeah. it's a it's but a I take movie it serious for... dog I take it real serious I know I take it wow. serious too I'm just saying but you no, gotta let I, it breathe man I think I think this uh, scene to be fair I, I would agree it, it really does a great job humanizing Vader like and and because like as a especially now watching because mind you also i would like to say this is the first time i've seen this film as a father yeah okay i that's that's how long it's been since i've seen this this is the first time i've seen this as a father and it, it does pack a lot more of a punch dude i'm telling you this guy's in a fucking mask and when luke says to him then i guess my father really is dead there's like it's i don't want to say it's well acted because he's just standing there breathing but the way that that scene is put together you get the impression that like he's wrestling with that like just hearing that you know i think that's yeah. pretty pretty powerful shit yep very much so but uh as we move on uh from the father son heart to heart um we get back to uh, old Lando and, and his partnered crime, uh, Nine Numb, which is uh, another wonderful character design. A little racist looking, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I think he's actually speaking Kenyan, if I yeah, remember he is, right. Uh, he's speaking a Kenyan dialect, and he, they hired a Kenyan student who was here in the States at the time to do the dialogue. So it's accurate and correct. Okay. Well, they get, they get points for that. <laughs> Um, so General Lando here is, is kind of leading the attack and they're counting on Han Solo and the guys on the ground to take out the shield generator so that they can get in. Um, you know, leading up to all of this, it, it becomes clear that, um, I guess due, due to a lack of communication, they're not going to know that the shield is down or up they just have to count on that it's that it's being taken care of um it's only because of lando's quick thinking that they realize that the shield is up he puts two and two together and we get this fun little moment from uh one of our favorite characters in the trilogy when he declares what they've walked into joe 
It's a trap. <laughs> Can we keep what? that as a drop, like just forever? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. it's a that. trap. It's a trap. I mean, it's an iconic line at this point. What did he originally say? It's a trick. Yep. But and it I, did I, so poorly in test screenings <laughs> that they changed it. See, I bristled with that piece of trivia because I'm like, wait a minute. That's what people had a problem with is the, no, fi- I know. <laughs> the fish says it's a trick. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Change it to trap. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I Come know. on, Admiral Sushi. How detailed were those comment cards? I know. Yeah, that is a little crazy, but they changed it. But, you know, just to, to take a step back. The, but somehow these... they didn't have a problem with all the fucking Ewoks? No, I know. Well, they might have, but that was too much to change. Um, the the practical effects for the Mon Calamari are absolutely stunning. Yeah. No. They, I mean, they, they, they're they're, they're, they're absolutely amazing. What what they did with that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They. they I mean, he slumps in his chair. Like he's, he can veil a lot of emotion through these. Um. Through these yes. elaborate suits. And um, yes. Do him Ewoks, dirty. Like. Like the Ewoks are blinking now and stuff because of CGI, but. Um. You know. They they just they did a lot with a little. I'm not gonna lie though. In this movie, it made me appreciate the casting of Donald Glover as young Lando because he looks so much like fucking Billy uh, D in this movie. Billy D, yeah. yeah. Like at yep. this age, like this age with Billy D, God, yep. Like yep. The, it like makes me so appreciate the Donald Glover casting. Oh, and and, and Donald Glover nailed it. He yeah, fucking nailed fucking it. nailed it. You know. Yeah, he has yep. that. That's, just that swagger and that comedy. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's the mustache. Amazing. Very yep. nice mustache. Yeah. Yeah, Solo was a fun ride, man. I, I yeah. and, and that was probably one of the highlights was um Glover as Lando. I thought he did a really good job. I, honestly I yeah. think Solo's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. We know, Joe. We know. <laughs> I know. It's just fucking great. It's average at best, but no, Glover's great. great in I it. mean, that's that's what the fucking mother of dragons is in that shit. Yeah, I understand, but yeah, that dumb the dude who plays Solo, he it just didn't work. Well, yeah, but it didn't work. That was yeah, the, but only the part. movie's called Solo, <laughs> and yeah. the guy who played the titular uh, character just didn't do it for me. I don't. Yeah. Really I don't know, him. man. That fucking movie. Oh god, if we do, if you guys do this movie, it do Solo. Let, let, I will fight Joe. I have fun with that one. It's a fun fucking movie. Oh, I'm not denying that. I, I, that's almost a rewatchable. I, I, I'll watch that when it's on. I'm not disagreeing with you there. See, but that's I why just, I like it because it's fun. You know, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a fun movie. Yeah. There's no question about it's it. It's a fun ride, man. Yep. It, I agree. And, and I think I think there's great moments in it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, like the, yeah. The Chewy meeting was yeah. fantastic Sorry, for man. me. Real quick, I just, I, it's really <laughs> sticking sticking with me, Joe. How can you afford to that woman as the mother of dragons after season eight? <laughs> That's what I'm a so book, when I I'm a book it, guy. I'm a TV no, show guy. I have no problem with with um And she gave birth Amelia to Clark, season one. Is it Amelia Clark, right? Yeah. Have no problem with her as an actress. But when I shouted Oh, that dumb bitch. I'm referring to Daenerys in season eight, specifically. <laughs> well, uh, I stopped really caring about the show after season four, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I'm, a book junk- I'm the book junkie on those. That's all right. I just don't right, want so, anybody uh, to think that I'm like a complete sexist asshole. 
Uh, I, I wanted to clarify my Only standards. a partial sexist asshole. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you 75%. It's okay. We can get your wife on here if we really want to put you back in your place. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I quit. Episode 110 of Just Surprise Me. Listen to Andrea shit all over RJ. <laughs> I can't wait. It's so good. It's already live. She's a rock star. It's already live. All right. So uh, <laughs> Vader delivers Luke to the Emperor. Uh, and Ian McDermott does he does with this role more than uh, he should or was expected to and I think that's why it works so well I think in an interview I read he wanted to give the Emperor like the same kind of delivery that like uh, in some of these Kung Fu movies like they would speak from their diaphragm like in a real deliberate way and so what he's talking like you know it's it's yes yes it, it gives it like this kind of flavor that they weren't expecting like lucas was like oh shit that's pretty cool man let's start we'll use that because they were going to go in a different direction they were maybe going to overdub it or whatever so um yeah he brought a lot to that performance just the the fucking the glee of like you know please strike me down give into your anger like uh, he he makes the end of the last half of this movie uh with his with his fucking just maniacal demonic fucking bullshit like it's fantastic. Um, so the whole premise here is he wants Luke to give into his anger. Like he reveals to him, like, "Look, man, I've been stringing this whole thing along. I'm gonna kill all your friends. This was all a ruse. Um, just give into it. Just fucking let it take over, so that I can own you the same way that I owned your father." Or that I own your father. And it's really insidious, man. And it's really... But you gotta hand it to Luke. Like, Luke, as the moral center of this movie, is really steadfast. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna give in to my anger. I don't want my lightsaber. It's not until Vader kind of pokes at him about almost reading his mind via the Force. That, yeah. Like, oh, you have a twin sister and maybe if this doesn't work on you it'll work on her that ignites in him the fucking fury that they were looking for because of the love that he has for leia which the familial love you know not which, the sexual yeah, love not which, anymore uh, actually does holds up even better considering current canon i know i'm gonna keep using that line but just because that is again the downfall of of Anakin, right? Like at the end of the day, he just didn't want his, he, he was tired of seeing his loved ones die. And that's why he went on this, this quest for power. Right. And so, and it just brought, ended up bringing up a lot of anger. And so I've, I, I find it ironic now looking back that that was also Luke's triggering point was his family. Yeah. No, that's a that's definitely a good catch, man. Like he cares very deeply about his people as a yeah. through line for these for these movies. I mean, he left Yoda and left the training because he felt like he had to save his friends. And again, it it, it shows also how much stronger Luke is as a person to not only go back, but also just to not give in the same way his father did. Yeah. Before him, it's 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 really good storytelling overall. 
so we get um, you know some back and forth between the action on the Death Star and the action on the ground on Endor and ultimately the only reason why these cats are able to bring the, the shield generator down is because the Ewoks help them out like oh, shit, yeah. shit was a wrap it they wasn't it. yeah it wasn't until the teddy bears came loose that they stood a fighting chance and you got to remember they're they're one tribe now so you know they're willing to fight and die for this cause and as silly as these fucking bear costumes are the scene with the body on the ground and the other ewok running up to it and crying that's i don't give a fuck who you are man like that has more resonance than it should (laughs) i would i would agree it's very sad it's very fucking I mean, sad. in the same way, you know, my pet dog died. Yeah, it has that, <laughs> like, it feels like a war movie. You know what I mean? And it's I don't know. I felt like it'd be like if Mark Wahlberg was crying because Ted died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, visually, yes. But, I mean, it's like fucking, they're in the trenches, man. Like, these little teddy bears are fucking getting slaughtered, you know? It's, uh, when you put who it brings a way? rock to a laser fight? <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, the stormtroopers woefully unprepared for logs and sticks. Mm, they're unprepared uh, for everything. <laughs> my, I posted a fucking thing earlier today, and it was a, a stormtrooper versus a fucking Star Trek guy in a red shirt. <laughs> Schrodinger's dilemma. Exactly. So, real quick, I do want to talk about... Because, uh, Doug... If you appreciate if you appreciate the original expanded universe and like the fir- the early years of the books, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. the inept and just pure incompetency of stormtroopers and just the empire as a general at this current moment in time, there's actually an explanation for it in the in the original Thrawn trilogy. Which experience, which is basically when uh, it's it's the theory or not theory, but it is the force ability to. Um, it's called battle meditation, and it's just a form where they literally that's like what there were actual Jedi back in the day that like specified in this they would literally meditate to outcome to influence outcomes of. Um, battles by essentially one not controlling them in like oh like zombie kind of thing but like more like a uh um in in spirits kind of thing like lifted up unifying them unifying them um just making them more in tuned and if you watch this movie it kind of works out because see when all the shit starts going bad down on the planet uh, the Emperor is a little pissed off at Luke basically telling him to go fuck off. And right. so if you took that old canon, it was just because his concentration was broken. No, absolutely. Because he I was, mean, yeah, no, that's he was referenced getting pissed times. off at fucking at Luke, which right. I think could be really cool if they re-canonized that. Now, RJ, yeah, yeah. if we're talking books that uh, from a certain point of view book, I like this explanation uh about the ineptitude of the stormtroopers a little bit better um 
not better, but it's it it could also tie into it too as a factor, which is that they have shitty equipment, and mm. like one of the guys complains, like these fucking blasters are useless. You have to aim a foot left of anything you want to hit to hit it. <laughs> like they're not they're not properly no. calibrated or tuned. <laughs> these helmets fucking suck. You can't see anything out of them. And that's so they, they 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 give some retconning there as to like why they're not very good and and to be yeah. fair the to also drive that point in i mean if you look at even the cartoon series like rebels where you run into captain rex like they make the comment too about the the just the the difference between clone war armor or clone armor versus stormtrooper armor is huge May yeah. look similar, but the quality is nowhere near. It's just like it's just like uh, that's just how you know the the Empire function. Technically, the Tie Fighter was a death trap because it doesn't have an escape pod. Like it doesn't yeah, have a, yeah. a, 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 it doesn't. You're just fucked. It's like oh, shields. Right. No, doesn't man. have we'll shields just, either. We'll we'll reproduce ten more and throw ten more pilots at the thing. Exactly. You know? All right. So while we're on Apocalypse now on the moon here. Joe, if you want to hit this clip, I, I've been blowing this movie pretty hard, okay? I've been defending this movie pretty hard, but this shit pisses me off. Joe, will you hit this clip for me of Chewbacca uh, in the heat of battle? What, what self-indulgent yeah. fucking bullshit is that? Come on. This is racist as fuck. Like, you I like know, how you called it Chewbacca's stupid Tarzan yell. Yeah. yeah that's how that's I pretty it. weak. God damn it, man. Like it's you, more George of the Jungle like. You know you know yeah. how much fucking effort it took for me to, to you know, argue that this was legitimate and worthwhile use of fucking yeah. the, the Ewoks and I was man, it was a soliloquy and then you throw this bullshit in there and it's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm out. Yep, yep. Why did you do that? This is the uh, the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull moment of <laughs> this movie. That would be episode nine. <laughs> episode nine, yeah, okay. <laughs> or episode one, two, and three. One, two, and three also qualify. No, but just no, that, 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 ugh, it just, uh, I can't. So, I digress. Um, we have our battle. The shields go down thanks to our Ewok friends, and the attack on the Death Star begins proper. Meanwhile, you get one of the coolest lightsaber fights in cinematic history. Yeah, this is a great fight. It's fucking wonderful. The way that this the cinematography here and that sweeping panning shot of of Luke and Vader um, is one of my favorite moments in cinema, man. What say you? Yes. I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just so good. Um, that fight is such a contrast to the Empire Strikes Back where, you know, Vader was toying with Luke. And, uh, you know, in, in this movie, you see how much stronger Luke is after uh-huh. that year. And yes. Especially when he gives in is to that anger, though? man. He's, he's fucking Vader up. Is he though, or has Vader already been influenced enough to the point where he's 
maybe not intentionally but subconsciously holding back i uh, i don't know because up to that point he's still kind of following the emperor's rule and yeah, i think uh, i think maybe when he starts to experience that anger manifest itself he might ease off because he doesn't want luke to go you know to cross over so yeah i i, I think it might be a mix i agree worry, RJ. he doesn't do that for another two movies <laughs> uh, for me it's it's when when luke really gives into that anger that he begins the ass whooping proper you know what i mean and i mean he becomes a man possessed like he's just uh, vader at that point because luke is raw power like that's what the emperor wants you know this is yeah. more useful to him than vader at his strongest um so i don't know i mean there, there might be something to that but I think we just get a taste of what a, a the dark side is doing, which is making him strong, um, but ultimately he walks away from it. After, you know, you get that cool moment of him looking at his own mechanical hand and realizing that he is walking down that path and he stops yep. himself. Um, which, you know we're we're getting toward the end here the emperor finally says you know what then fuck it like i'm tired of your yeah, bullshit no if you're not gonna do it then guess what i'm going to electrocute you to death yeah um so he comes to that conclusion based on this interaction which is you know his failure joe if you want to hit that clip you failed your highness I am a Jedi, like my father before me. So be it, Jedi. Now for me, and RJ, you spoke to this like watching this movie as a dad, right? When he says that line, I am a Jedi like my father before me, like even after all the bullshit, that his dad put him through and he's like the biggest baddest dude in the galaxy for him to say that i feel like that's what affects vader the most i would agree maybe even more than seeing his son almost being killed it's just like oh shit yeah and it makes it super impactful um again in bloodlines uh like, the whole world's, you know, in recoil because, you know, everyone finds out that Leia and Luke are the, you know, daughter and son of Vader. Yeah. But, like, he, like Luke really, like, gets pretty upset because he's, like, basically just boils down to, of like, y'all motherfuckers weren't there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't understand. You didn't like, see we would not cheeks. be... We, um but no we would not be here if it wasn't for him intervening the way he did like and he's like he's like he's he basically makes comments like of course nobody can like ever just forgive somebody who's brought that much pain but there was redemption there if 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 you were only there to witness it and then of course everybody's rebuttals like 
There's not video. There's not proof, dog. <laughs> All we're doing is your word. Go fuck yourself. Ooh. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's all right. Uh, so, Palpatine is shocking the shit out of uh, young Luke. Giving him the shocker. <laughs> Giving him the full shocker. And he's calling out to his dad, like, you know, fucking help me. <laughs> Save me. And Vader is watching this go down, and he's looking at the Emperor, he's looking at Luke, and he decides, you know, rather emphatically, like, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to let you kill my son. So he picks the Emperor up, and, you know, uh, symbolically, it's wonderful. Like, he picks him up and throws him over the edge of this. this... He only has one hand. Yeah. <laughs> Very... I'm sure he was like, How the fuck did he do this with one hand? He He's stumped got, him. He got a strong stump right in the ribs. You exactly. Know what I, mean? I mean, it was all mechanical, so it probably didn't even hurt. Yeah. He throws him over the edge. Actually, of the hold on. Going back to canon, technically, that's not true. The Emperor designed his, um, his suit to intentionally be painful, painful yeah. in order to enhance his powers with the dark side. Uh, hmm. Because he would be uh, in, in constant pain. He could have built him a way better suit, but decided to be a dick. <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe though, because of he, the fact that he's in constant pain all the time, this didn't feel like any different. No, true. He's like built up a tolerance to the pain. True. Yeah. And there's there's a uh, like an Elseworlds kind of situation where uh, Vader survives this and becomes a Jedi again. So he's got. He's got the armor, but they took all of the bullshit out that was intentionally hurting him. And his, like, breathing system is better. Like, very cool concept art there for that. Um, but, yeah, he he basically sacrifices himself because he's getting electrocuted just holding this guy. Like, you see his skull through the helmet. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, throws him over the, the edge of this chasm and... and the emperor pretty much explodes <laughs> at the bottom right uh, yeah it's just like this cloud of blue magic dust you know yeah it goes up and then down <laughs> listen we we, we cannot forget the fact though that in the special edition lucas added not one but two no's <sighs> Vader. Yeah. i'm not letting that shit go because and you shouldn't you shouldn't because He's a fucking asshole. Lucas says, I'm sorry. He is. Because that's just that. This boils my blood more than anything. This and that no in the in the other one. It, it, it's it's awful. It's just so. I don't know. It's don't so know. unnecessary. Yeah, completely yeah. unnecessary. But it's almost like he told the voice actor, or in this case, was James Earl Jones, do this badly. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like again, it says something if you can fuck up James Earl Jones. Or Sam L. Jackson. Like, if you can make Sam Jackson look, sound wooden and, and make James L. Jones say no like that, you got a special talent for screwing things up. Yeah. And it bothers me. <laughs> James Earl Jones was like, do you want another take? And he's like, yeah. no, no. The no. First, the first one was good. You you said it was a warm-up. No, it's, yeah. that's what I'm going to use. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, it no, just, it's, yeah, more like, it really... it's more like freaking... I, I have a feeling it's more devious than that. It's like he did it like over the phone kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. He, like, was having a conversation and just happened to have a tape recorder, you know, just yeah. capturing it. He's like, okay, thanks. I'll talk to you later. 
And to be honest with you, it might not have even been James Earl Jones because it was for the redo. So God knows he could have he could have done it. Yeah, who knows? Like he, he didn't have to be James Earl Jones, but whatever. It's like it's like again, it's it gets me to the point where it's like he does this shit because he says I'm going to do it, and I don't care if you don't like it because you're going to watch it anyway. Oh yeah, nothing's going to change for me or you. So fuck you, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You so anyway, you tell me. Yeah, we get the two nose, the you know, totally superfluous nose. Like, yeah, you have this strong, silent character, and you're no! gonna make him scream, no, no, yeah. So yeah, uh, that was a very good, it was a very good point to bring up because it's just another one of those things that should have been left alone. And I said, yeah. you know, he did show some restraint in this movie, where like he, you know, left yeah. some of the original effects, and uh, but man, the things he added were. How much fucking terrible. Here's another question to pose. How much do you think is restraint versus he was just ready to get on with the new trilogy? At that point. I mean, I don't yeah. know. He just talks <laughs> about he the thing is he revisits these movies so like it's not just oh there was the original cut and there's the special no, edition. There's like 10 versions of this movie. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's something else. I don't know. I just feel like he likes to tinker. He's like it's his uh, trashing project. Yeah, it's like that guy who's always building a hot rod in his garage, but you never see him drive it. It's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm putting a new body kit on. You're like, fucking why? It runs. Leave it alone. <laughs> like, no, nah, yeah, let's I mean, rip the engine out. Let's. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's different for the the visual arts, such as uh, what you really do. But you're also a musician. You've never done like I mean I, maybe not so much back in the day because you actually had to pay for studio time, but now that you can have the power of like recording an album at home, like you you don't think it'd be easy to fall down that rabbit hole of con- constantly no, it's, tweaking it's totally, a demo. It's totally easy to fall down the rabbit hole, but you know what happens is you spend all this time tinkering with the little bullshit and you lose the song, man. Like exactly, you know, yes, absolutely. It's just it it because like you don't even it becomes mush and you add and you add and you add and you like there's something pure and honest about the first couple of takes that that you can bury under the tinkering and that's that's kind of like his mo with these movies. It's you're like, giving you're giving him way too much fucking credit. He's a malicious prick, <laughs> and he yeah. he it, it, again it it comes down to the fact that. He's saying, I can do whatever I want, and you're still going to watch this shit. And you know who followed his footsteps, and I've talked about this before, is Scott Gimple with The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Gimple got to the point where he would flaunt this shit to you. He said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to kill this person, or I'm going to take the story in this direction, because there's nothing you can do about it. And you're going to watch it, and you're going to like it. And that's the end of it. He got that from George Lucas. If you listen to Lucas' interviews, he just he can't help himself. He loves fucking with people. I think, I think you're right. It's like nerd syndrome. He he got picked on when he was a kid, and he's getting back at everybody now. And you know the biggest piece of evidence of that for me is is when he's interviewed now, he'll say, my favorite character in the entire Star Wars is uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, co- he's no, quoted exactly. as saying, That's what like I mean. everything hinges on Jar You're Jar Binks. You're right. The evidence is there, man. He, did, he This wasn't a case of falling down a rabbit hole. No, 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 no. He did this, he did this purposefully. So. This, this fucking vindictive prick. And again, I've said this before. The fact that this man created American Graffiti, right, 
one of the great 50s movies of all time and one of my favorite flicks. He created that. He created the dialogue. He, he directed these actors to, to create these performances. And then, I don't know, it's, it's like he got a body double. Like somebody, like I don't know. He he went off to live with Elvis somewhere, and there's someone else took over, and they're just fucking it all up. I don't know. Anyway, rant over. Doug. Yeah, no. He he. Um, you have a heart condition. You can't be Kim this round. <laughs> Between a, this and the Brooke breath. Shields shit. Hey, I'm Darth Vader, baby. I got I got the bionic fucking pacemaker here. Nothing's happening to me. He's just like a dog with a bone, man. Like uh, he seems yeah. like the kind of guy that you can't tell him. We're talking about with Doug. It's with a bad idea, shields? George. No, he takes everything as an affront, yeah. and and then he's gonna make it worse. Not worse, but it's just it's I don't know. There's definitely a, a big vindictive streak in his uh... psyche. Oh, dude, there's a there's a documentary about him making um, the Phantom Menace. I forget what it's called, but there's a lot of behind the scenes footage of him explaining things like to the yeah. the ILM people and the crew and the actors. And if you watch this documentary, you can see these people in real time looking at this motherfucker like, yo, what are you talking yep. about? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's plain as day, but nobody has the balls to say anything. Oh to hell them. no. No. That's that's their golden that's their golden goose, baby. Yeah. Nope. All right. So uh jumping back in uh vader like i said makes the ultimate sacrifice here kills the emperor um at least so we think and uh we get this kind of touching moment between luke and vader where vader knows and accepts that he's gonna die and and luke can't um so he gets to say goodbye to his son joe if you want to roll that for me luke Help me take this mask off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once, let me look on you with my own eyes. to save you. You already have. Look. You were right. You were right about me. Tell your sister. You were right. Father. I won't leave you. Okay, so on the one hand, it's a very 
touching scene. But man, my gripe with it is <laughs> Sebastian Shaw. Like, that's the face of Darth Vader. Yeah, what he what he pops that fucker off and it's chubby Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it just looks like someone's uncle Randy. Like oh man, there's <laughs> there was a weird disconnect there. No, and it's very true. And and to make the choice to use his voice, um, rather than overdubbing James Earl Jones's voice, like you're telling me that the fucking helmets what made you sound that cool? Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, of course it was. Like, if you had to have a helmet, you'd at least get something out of it. <laughs> like, yo, turn up the bass on my fucking helmet, son. Yeah, his his accent changes. He becomes a very proper British, you know. Tell your sister you are right about me. Like, whoa. I don't know, can, man. When, when we're installing something, can you make me sound like I'm the king of Zamunda? <laughs> <laughs> make me sound like that fucking lion, bro. Yeah. Simba. <laughs> that, was Damn, good. that was good. That was pretty good. We're learning a lot about Eric's talent. Eric's got a fucking man, voice talent. Great. I like to keep those things close to the vest, boy. <laughs> I'm glad you're whipping it out when I'm on. Of course, <laughs> of course. That's how it usually happens. Of course, you are. As we have that influence, I, what can I say? So that's that's our touching goodbye. Uh, from that point on, is it though? Well, sort of, kinda. Um, <laughs> Luke drags the body on, onto the what we've discovered is the shittiest ship in the in the film. Uh, <laughs> thanks to fucking Joe, <laughs> the the Imperial Dustbuster. The Imperial Dustbuster. <laughs> I love that name for it, too. <laughs> um, the assault on the core of the Death Star is completed by Lando and uh, and Wedge. Let's not forget about Wedge. He's and there. Tilly's. Um They knock out the core. Everybody escapes just in the nick of time as the Death Star 2 explodes. And we are victorious. Um from the ground they're they're watching the explosion their celebrations of course now their celebrations everywhere we get to see all kind of celebrations and shit yeah you see jar jar binks dancing yeah, on one of the roofs. Even, yeah we get a bunch of gungans on roofs waving flags and which i thought yeah. they lived in the water so i don't really understand i know they're uh amphibians man it's it's a mess like you know, I miss Yub Nub and fucking partying on, on Endor um, for the rest of the film, but we got to go mm-hmm. visit all these other places. CGI bullshit. Yeah, um, basically like like we're going to Wakanda and then that city that the Guardians of the Galaxy go to. That's <laughs> yeah, true. No Pla- Prime. Planet Nowhere and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's really the end of the movie. We get an effigy. We burn Vader's corpse and... Um, and three baby dragons are born. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Side End note: up. I just want to say uh, Wedge uh, also has some great canon to him. Oh yeah, Wedge is my favorite character of all he time. He has uh, some bad canon to him. He's the guy who trained uh, Snap Wexley how to fly. Now, for those who don't know, because you only know his name if you fucking watch or read the fucking books. But uh, it's uh, Greg Grunberg's character in the Mm -hmm. new trilogy. Right. That's Snapwax. Wedge taught him how to 
how to fly because Wedge was fucking his mom. (laughs) 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 Wedge was his stepdaddy. There's also uh, another pilot on Endor that's Poe Dameron's father. That's actually where Poe Dameron is conceived in one of them little huts. We didn't even mention uh, Rex. Yeah, that yeah, was they're... that was retcon. Rex, as in Rex from the Clone Wars, is actually on the Battle of uh, Endor. Because it's just some guy with a white beard, a white beard like, that oh, looks yep. just like him in fucking in in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll grant them that. That was a nice little bit of serendipity. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like how they did it did uh, the MCU um, with Iron Man and Spider Man. In the first Iron Man, where they're like, right. "Oh yeah, the kid who's wearing mm, the Iron Man yeah. mask uh, costume thing is actually uh, Peter Parker." Yeah. Nice, that's nice, true, man. nice little bit of Rick on there. Yep. Well, that's we it, just, man. That's... We can't. No, we can't. Just a quick, just a quick nod to Billy D for grooving to the Ewok music at the end of that. <laughs> that anybody else? Everybody else sitting around awkwardly. And he's just he's just jamming. He is he is way deep in this Ewok music, and I love it because that's Billy D. That's probably because yeah. he just got done visiting Cloud City. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this party started. How many vape stores in the United States are called Cloud City? Oh God, oh, God. hundreds, God. thousands. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and dispensaries. <laughs> yep. But yeah, in its entirety, man, that's Return of the Jedi, um, a hotly debated Star Wars film. Arguably the weakest of the original trilogy, uh, but still with its merits. Mm. And uh, yeah, mm. it was a fun ride, man. I, I really enjoyed revisiting this, like I said, with fresh eyes, appreciating some things that I never had before, hating some things even more than I did before. Um, it was it was a nice journey down memory lane for me. You know, I, I, yep. I do like this film, okay? I just... I. Th- I know I keep going back to it, but it's just the canon thing that bothers me. Like I, I've been so entwined with all of this to the best of my capabilities that like it does bother me, but as a film by itself, it's still one of my favorites. Like I said, it's definitely top three of star Wars films. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into our ratings. Sounds good. RJ, you know how this works? I don't. Explain. Okay. We go uh, zero to five. Okay. Uh, for ratings, you can use decimal points uh, in between. And, yeah, so, you know, we'll let you go five first. So zero best. to five, and then you can, uh, you know, give a little reason why. Five but being the best? before we do that. Yeah, before we do that. You, oh, you, I did it again. No, no, no that's always... okay. We just got to warn you, before we get into ratings, you're going to have to sit for a solid three four three minutes, minutes yeah and listen to the intro that's why i keep trying to skip it <laughs> i think it's only like a minute and a half no it's not it is 10 minutes long yeah um if you need to take a restroom break you know now would be the time yeah i am a movie critic by trade and until recently i got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. 
If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic! Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. It's literally a minute and two seconds. <laughs> you cut that shit down. I no, I, I didn't. You exactly cut that. You happened. cut that shit down. I know you did. I didn't do any extra work at all. All right. Well, I'm going to go listen to a previous episode. I think you cut that down. But behind our ratings, I'm going to play this. There we go. Yeah. All, right. all right, RJ, you've got the honors of going first. What is your rating and why? Mm, I'm going to go with a f- 4.2 as a film by itself. Um, I'm, I'm going to take everything I said. I, I really do have to look through it as a context of when it originally came out other than it being not the original version. But you know what I mean, right? Take out the canon as a regular Joe Blow. Excuse me? That's right. Regular Joe Blow. <laughs> Joe Blows all the time. Anyways, 4.2. It's a great film. There's some hokiness, but that comes with any kid's film at the end of the day. Yep. Nice. All right. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts here? Well, I went in this movie with extremely low expectations. And I came out mixed on it because I I watched it differently than I normally do. Normally I watch it and I'm just pissed off about all the shit I hate about it. But I tried to separate the parts I hated from the parts I didn't hate. And the parts I didn't hate actually like this time stood out as way better than I'd ever remembered them before because I was able to separate the two things. Um like I'm still gonna fucking hate the Ewoks, and I'm still gonna fucking hate the stupid uh, dancing pig lady singing the song. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the other parts I did like, so I'm gonna go with a three point seven. That's respectable. Yeah. I dig it. Doug, mm-hmm. where are you at on this one? All right. So I, as I said, I, I, I reignited my my like. And love for this movie, rewatching it now. It definitely has its issues. We didn't even touch on the change at the end with, uh, you know, Ghost and Anakin. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. (laughs) You know, yeah, I let it go, but I couldn't let it go now. But all that said, it's it's part of my my childhood and young adulthood. So it it just, it means a lot to me in so many ways. So um, I've got this one as a 4.1. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I I feel like I feel like I'm with you. It it does mean a lot to me. I mean I watched this movie as a kid on Laserdisc and it was great. Um the stuff that's wrong with it's always gonna be wrong with it. You know what I mean? A lot of that I feel like we're learning is just uh George and his weird decision making. And and this version of it is worse 
for me than the original. Like you just brought up the Anakin thing. What a weird choice that was. Yeah. And I think it makes sense. You can just I mean, you it. could argue that it makes sense, but if you if you dig into it, he didn't even know what he was doing in the scene when George was directing him. And and he's like if I knew that's what I was doing, I would have done it differently. Like I would have, you know, given a different performance. Yeah, maybe looked at the other you know, looked in the direction of where the other two ghosts are. Look at all. I'm sorry. Even that comes down to the fact that Lucas got pissed off because he got criticized for his choice of Hayden Christensen, and this was a fuck you. Here's more Hayden Christensen for you. <laughs> that's what sorry. it feels okay. like. Yeah, that's what right. that was. What that's our, absolutely what I was what trying to say is canonically, you can you can make a case for it. You can. But you can't. You got two old Force ghosts, and suddenly he's young Force ghosts. Here's the reason. Here's the reason. Perhaps be, it's because it's the last. That's how he last looked when he was purely an actual Jedi. And right, and Obi Wan was always a, you know, an actual Jedi, and I get it. Yeah, and you can you can retcon it, and you can make it make sense. It's still a weird choice, man. It is. It yeah. is absolutely. If but it was at the like same that time, in the first go around, fine. But but at the same time. That goes back to like, okay, well, if it was the original, why isn't his face all fucked up? Why does he get to be a pretty again? Think about that's that, true. bitches. All right. Yeah. Fuck that's you, true. Doug. Fuck but you. But that's that stuff aside, listen, that stuff aside, I could pick on this movie because I do think it's the weakest of the original three. Um, for me anyway. But there's so much shit in there that I love. So I'm I I'm not gonna stomp on it. I'm gonna give it a four point four, um, because again, it makes me feel like I'm fucking eight years old, and I can't ask for much more than that. So yep, four point four, Return of the Jedi. Still love it. Still has its problems, but I'll watch it anytime it's on. Nice. Hmm. And with that, we have rated and discussed Return of the Jedi. Uh, RJ, anything to plug before we say goodnight? Well, of course I do, darling. Of course I do. Aside from Doug. Oh, no. I'm going with Eric tonight. Oh. I need <laughs> you want you over. Don't job on you, me, bro. You want to <laughs> give him you the tail. I don't need over, ass, but I'll give you the tail. Tail's right. ass. Anyway. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> um. Side note, I when, when we were talking about Jabba eating pussy, I kept thinking of Cardi B WAP, the line where she oh, says, God. "Swipe his nose like a credit card," but it I can, oh. either could be interjected for tail or his tongue. Um, just because you know, I thought we were out. <laughs> they, we every time so I think close. I'm out, they pull they me back. Me back. Exactly. What we a were great so ass. to wrapping this up. Ah. Hey. To be fair, I feel like this is one of your shorter episodes, so you get to in, you get to indulge me a little bit, okay? Okay. Anyways, no, you can find me at Just Surprise Me When I Decide to Show Up and If I'm Sober Enough to Contribute. <laughs> Doug knows what I'm talking about, baby. Me and Doug, oh, yes, we I like Well, we I mean, like Doug brothers. isn't really the fucking person to talk about being sober exactly. for episodes. Yeah. Um good material though, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. Go. So just surprise me where, you know, this kind of started it all for Joe and I and then Doug came along like the stepdad that we didn't want but we ended up appreciating. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stern but fair. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's I, me. I appreciate that about you, Doug. Exactly. Oh, hey, guys, since most of Just Surprise Me is here now, can I pitch you the next Just Surprise Me sticker? Okay. Okay. It's just a box of wine. <laughs> could it could it be a box of wine like laying on its side next yeah, to a yeah. toilet with a yeah a little bit of wine spilling out yeah i think eric's getting the commission Eric, get on <laughs> that, dude. hold on hold on wait can it be a box of wine with a little bit spilling out that's next to the toilet and then a very mad swedish woman cleaning out a tub full yeah of a, a shield maiden Cleaning a bathtub. It's cleaning a bathtub full of vomit. Oh, yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. Holy shit. That's great. Oh, man. Um, Anyways, also, I have another little little uh, podcast. You know, these gentlemen mentioned uh, Andrea, my lovely, lovely spouse. Um, if you want to hear her roast my ass, you can just follow us on uh, Renegades of Pop, uh, where we have a podcast together. It's on YouTube mainly. That's where we upload first, then we upload everywhere else. So it's a video cast. So you even get to see her, you know, poking fun at me, literally. Um, yeah, you you can. It almost makes s- up for having to see him. <laughs> it definitely it does. Definitely you can does. See how far above his weight he married. Yeah. As far as like he way above his average. Thank, thank you. His batting average. Thank you. I just got. I that. love how though, like she she called out the fact that he lied to her about having a driver's right. license. You gotta play the, the game. You gotta play he the didn't game. even have a bus pass. His mom and grandma had to drive her. Around. Hey, first of all, my mom's a drug addict and a deadbeat, and I want nothing to do with her. All Here's right, okay. Aunt. Thank you very much. All right. Anyways, and then last but not least, I do have Teletalks, uh, somewhat. Uh, but yeah, join me on all of those things, and also. Excellent. You know, Just Surprise Me has a Patreon, but also, uh, I, you know, you guys kind of launched one, right? Yeah, we did. We yeah, actually we did. ready to announce that. Well, yeah. Oh. We actually have one Patreon subscriber already. Oh, no. Yes, Which we do. Which one is it? Yep. Who is that Patreon? I, I guess I'll announce it. That uh, Her name is Hannah Christ. She she might be my daughter. She yeah. might. But oh my god! She only is might? our first Patreon subscriber. And you know what? In in honor of this episode, she because of the uh, New Hope episode that we did, she rewatched all three. Oh, that's oh, awesome! Nice, man. Yeah, on uh, on Disney Plus um, over the last month or so, um, rewatched them all. Um, just because it, she, you know, she just got back into it. Because obviously, as my, as one of my children, it was required viewing back yeah. in the day. But uh, she did. She sat down and, and did that. So yes, kudos to to my daughter. Oh, that's amazing, that's man! Great, yeah. Now, did she uh, appreciate them in the same way? Yes, them now? she. She honestly did. That's she really cool. did. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I instilled upon all my kids that that ability to suspend disbelief and and just immerse yourself and enjoy. Um, so she was able to do that, and uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. Nice. Well, if you guys want to join, you can always hit up the uh, Patreon dot com backslash motcu to find us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a bunch of different tiers and a bunch of different you know uh, swag to go along with the different tiers. Yeah. And of course, no matter what level you 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 support at, we're gonna give you a shout out on the show and access to a uh, a live chat with uh, all of us. That it's kind of fun, kind of time to have. Yeah, any supports appreciated, folks. Hey, I mean, downloads. It, you know, 
And if join nothing else, Facebook at least join group. the Facebook group. Exactly. It's pretty much me uh, posting memes at the moment. Right, here we go again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm just going to shitpost like crazy oh. now. Just so you Thank know you. Yourself. That's all I want. That's all <laughs> okay. I ask for. You have one job. I post. I post. Yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys have been getting a little better. It's yeah. uh, quality, not quantity. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, not with me. Mine's all no. quantity. <laughs> Joe is just dump a mountain of shit. Hey, but they're pretty sticks. good for the most part. He's like, I'm just oh, going to yeah, go no, through no. and choose the last five memes on my uh, my my photo album and, and just go with it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you see all the ones I passed up on to put those ones up, you'd really appreciate <laughs> it more. <laughs> <laughs> These there are, is some selection these are curated, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is some selection beautiful. involved. That's great that's to really know. <laughs> but uh, speaking of repeating things over and over again, though, uh, it seems like the next episode we're going to do is going to have uh, another guest that we've previously had on the show. And by previously had, I meant on this episode. Exactly. Oh, so that is the next. Ep- that is because RJ's one? coming back again for fanboys. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's what I alluded we're, we're at earlier. Back. With uh, we can get real sweaty, Joe. With uh, Trek versus Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. that is a plot yeah, point in that film time. that I absolutely love as somebody who appreciates both franchises. And George Lucas is in it also. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. True. Oh, wait, is he actually in it? Like, I don't remember. I don't think he no, is. No, he's not. But they go to his no. ranch. They just go to his Oh, yeah, ranch. he's definitely at Skywalker Ranch, yeah. but I don't think he's there. Yeah, I can't remember if he was in it or not. Yeah. Well, RJ, thank you for coming on man it was yeah dude it was great pleasure as always and you know what's Uh, great about the next episode is there's so much dick and pussy jokes in that film oh yeah like we're gonna have a blast so be sure to show (laughs) up for that one (laughs) yep i was i was about to say it was uh great talking to you um i'm gonna resend that no seriously thank you for it's always fun chat with you man and uh I appreciate your insight on on this film, especially. Yeah, I can tell you're coming from a place of love and yeah. uh, respect for the canon and uh, extended universe. So I try. Uh, I try. And until next time, my friend. Um, that's it for Light. this episode. Yeah. So, lights. Okay, Doug. Did you forget your part? I didn't hear you say it. <laughs> I said lights. Start it again. <laughs> say it again. Do it right. Uh, Okay, guys. So on that uh, bombshell, <laughs> lights, <laughs> camera, fuck off. Hey, guys. Are you a guitar player and you like custom stuff? Well, if you are, uh, you've come to the wrong place, honestly. Uh, no, I'm just playing. My name's Joe, and I run a, a little company called Like My Pedals. And I don't believe in websites because they're for suckers. So if you want to find me, you got to go to facebook.com backslash like my pedals and send me a message. You know, when you look at the shelf and you just say, they never have exactly what I want. Well, that's kind of where I come into play for you here. You want a picture of a little tiny Yoda eating a frog's eggs and ruining every hope of Star Wars ever making a good series? Come to me. I'll put it on a pedal. I may not like the show, but I'm definitely not against selling it. Um, if you want electrolytes, because that's what guitar players crave, well, I'll make you a custom idiocracy pedal. You know, it's whatever you want, really, with Like My Pedals, because you want people to look at your board and say, man, I like your pedals. <laughs>